Welcome to another episode of Hearts for the Lost the podcast. This is JR De Los Santos, Jimmy De Los Santos. I said JR, didn't I? Jimmy De Los Santos coming to you from uh, Dallas, Texas. And I'm with Brian. I am from Indianapolis, Indiana. How you doing, back, Jimmy? Back together, right, Brian? <laughs> back it. together. Back to- we missed you, man. <laughs> I'm just telling you right now, it just wasn't the same. I, Blair, I love you. I know you're listening. You and I had a great time together, but man, it's just something when you're, when you're, you know, when uh, Lone Ranger didn't have Tonto, you know, it's like something was different about the show. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, which one am I? Am I Lone Ranger or Tonto? Ah, we're both. We, we both. <laughs> we play both parts. <laughs> you can't. You can't be the Lone Ranger. Uh, I always thought about that. That it was funny that they would call him the Lone Ranger and want to team him up with some people because he's the Lone Ranger. <laughs> Lone Ranger. Know? And I thought I thought that was funny. But in any case, uh, it was a good episode that y'all put out. I, I enjoyed it. Man, I had grandfather duties. I, you know, I had a uh, baby hawk come into the world and so i was dealing with that um uh, but what did we do this past weekend brian well uh i think we were in uh where were we at bethlehem pennsylvania uh we were at ebenezer uh, bible fellowship church uh had a hearts for the lost conference bro it was um man i just want to thank marcus the elder and and a whole bunch of folk um jacob and and, and team that just absolutely laid out the red carpet, man, had everything rocking and rolling. Uh, we got all the, uh, AV and, and audio check all done on Friday night. So we could sleep well and not have to worry about that in the morning. Um, they had breakfast for, for the folks and then Chick-fil-A for lunch. And man, I tell you the, 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 the team and the, and the family that, that came, uh, not only from that church or a few other churches that were represented there, uh, but just came, uh, ready to participate. Uh, they took it all in, they gave great feedback. Uh, man, it was, it was a great, I'm still charged up over it. And then we hit the street of Bethlehem, man. I'll let you tell that part, but we hit the streets of Bethlehem and they didn't know what hit them. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I will, I want to add before I talk about the streets that getting there was crazy. Oh, yeah. 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 We, we had uh, flight cancellations. I was diverted to Baltimore on my way from Chicago to Philly. So Dallas to Chicago, Chicago to Philly, but I was diverted to Baltimore. And I tell you what, I, I, on the way back from Baltimore to Philly, turbulence all the way. Mm. I thought, if anything, that just the enemy's trying to keep us from doing this, man. I was sitting <laughs> there going, we ran into so many struggles. You know, here's the thing. We're learning from our mistakes. And, and uh, Brian got there early so he could do a sound check. But then we didn't, we didn't account for all these travel struggles that <laughs> we went through. Everybody had some type of tra- travel struggle. And I'm just, I'm going to leave it at that because we got a show to do. And we got things to talk about, but I'm going to tell you this, we got there. God's will was done. We preached to some people. I will tell you this, when we got on the streets and I always forget what the Northeast is like, mm. what you, what you find in, in the Northeast is people that are either atheists or hate God, or they're into witchcraft, or they've just been, the Northeast has done something that in that area, I always come across some people that are, that are um, opposed to what we're doing out there. And I'm just going to say a little bit about about the first interaction I had with a couple that uh, we put the riddle out. And man, it was so windy that we had what a great guy that would stand there and hold the sign as opposed to us putting on our tripod. What a great guy. Um, So I'm glad that he did that. And I had somebody solve it. It's a coffin. When I told him, you know, went through, can I ask a, a follow up question? Sure. What comes after the coffin? His wife said, decompose. (laughs) <laughs> right oh so that's that's it just rot in a box and she's like yeah there's nothing else 
And I said, okay, well, if there's a heaven, are you good enough to go there? Yes, we're good people. Great. So I ask a few questions. You know where they got stumped, Brian? Mm. They got stumped on, well, they didn't get stumped. This <laughs> is where they had their issue. When I said, have you ever taken God's name in vain? And they said, yes, we have. And I said, it's called blasphemy. It's very serious in God's eyes. He says he will hold no one guiltless who takes his name in vain. And the husband says to me, at least that's what men say, he says, because men put words in his mouth. Mm. <laughs> We're done here. And he walked away. <laughs> now, here's the, here's the thing. I, if he would have stuck around, it would have been a benefit to have listened to the last episode that we did because <laughs> what he was talking about was questioning the Bible and the inspiration wow. of God inspiring men to write the Bible. Uh, again, I know y'all covered that, right? It, it right. wasn't it wasn't men. Um, I think we even covered that when we did our our part yep. of the questioning the yep. Bible. But this is this is an interesting thing because what we're doing here isn't is it isn't fluff. It's it's actually relative. Mm. It, it 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 relates to what we're doing. I mean. Um, so it's, it's important that we continue to do this work and that if you're listening to us, take it in because right. what we're trying to do is give you answers to those people that will actually listen. This guy didn't listen, but if he had, I would have been a little more equipped with answers because I listened to, to Blair and Brian in the last episode. And so I'm pretty excited about that. Uh, what are we doing today, Brian? Well, yeah, we're going to, we're going to touch on, we're, we're going to, keep going on the questioning series, right? We, we started with questioning God uh, and then, then kind of questioning the Bible and his word. And, and this came up uh, this last weekend uh, on the street, but questioning Jesus, right? Um, is, is Jesus God? Is, you know, the deity uh, of Christ? And also, is he the only way or is he the Oprah? There's many ways to God uh, mentality, right? <laughs> so, um, yeah, I really want to want to hit that. Uh, we're going to uh, this month have a second episode. We'll go a little deeper. We'll talk about that a little bit later uh, with another special guest pastor. Uh, we'll talk about that later as well. Um, but really want to get into and, and this happened and, and actually all three happened this weekend with three different encounters I had. Uh, one was just, you know, I just can't believe in a God I can't see or feel. Uh, and then also questioning the word, uh, was it just written by men? Uh, and then, you know, with Jesus, you know, I, I think he was a man, but I just don't believe that Jesus is God uh, part. So it, it is amazing. Uh, you know, we do these shows and, and we're not just making this stuff up. When, when you go out and share your faith, uh, these are some common things, uh, questions and uh, rebuttals and skeptics, comebacks uh, that, man, if you can just nail these three uh, and, and get some good scripture and some good back end, you'll get about 80 to 85% people coming after you. Uh, you'll have good comebacks for it. But again, I, I've said this, I'm going to keep saying it, not to have comebacks to win an argument, but we want to get to the gospel. We want to answer the question, uh, get the question maybe addressed, maybe where they're coming from, but then how can we turn it to the gospel uh, and get exactly. that? So exactly. I just want to keep banging that drum. Yeah, I, I love that drum. That drum is just so important. We don't do this. Our, our motivation isn't to win an argument. Our, our, he that wins souls is wise. We always want to try to bring them to, to an understanding, to the knowledge of Jesus Christ, uh, his, his truth, his grace, all that, all that Jesus is to us. Uh, we want them to know and, and come to know. Uh, so that's our motivation. Can I start with a quote, Brian? Absolutely. This, this is a pretty famous quote, man. So we're talking about the deity of Christ. And if you haven't heard this quote, Get your pens out and at least write the guy's name down once I finish the quote. Here it goes. 
I'm trying here to prevent anyone saying the really foolish thing that people often say about him. I'm ready to accept Jesus as a great moral teacher, but I don't accept his claim to be God. That is the one thing we must not say. A man who was merely a man and said the sort of things Jesus said would not be, be a great moral teacher. He would either be a lunatic on the level with a man who says he is a poached egg, or else he would be the devil of hell. You must make your choice. Either the man was and is the son of God, or else a madman or something worse. You can shut him up for a fool. You can spit at him and kill him as a demon, or you can fall at his feet and call him Lord and God. But let us not come up with any patronizing nonsense about his being a great human teacher. He has not left that open to us. He did not intend to. That's C.S. Lewis mm. from Mere Christianity. Mm. And a lot of people have, have, you know, basically brought that down to, to three things, right? And they say this about C.S. Lewis. That was the actual quote. But some people have, like, basically brought it down to this. He was either a liar, a lunatic, or Lord. Mm. You make your choice. Right. Uh, I've chosen to follow after the master. So <laughs> what about you, Brian? Yeah, no, no doubt. And, and there was a, a, a let's just take take there was a man claiming to be Jesus. This is this is history. This is non-Christian history books, uh, uh, written history that there was a man named Jesus claimed all these claims and died on a cross. So that happened. That is history. Now you have to decide or we have to decide what we do with that. <laughs> and that's where it comes about. It, it did happen. Now, uh, what, what do we believe and what is truth, uh, who that is? So, um, yeah, that, that definitely, definitely happened. You know, the, the, the two scriptures that just kind of jump out that I just kind of want to read and kind of set up the umbrella of our conversation, obviously is going to be, uh, John one, um, one through uh, all three. Uh, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him and without him was not anything made that was made. So you go back there, you know, the, the word was God. And then you go back to Hebrews to back it up. You know, Hebrews one then just says, uh, long ago at many times and in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son, whom he appointed the heir of all things, through whom he also created the world. So he is the word. Uh, he is God, was God, always will be God. And um, yeah, scripture is clear. We're going to go through a lot of scripture tonight. Uh, we're going to go through um, uh, some obvious uh, readings. And um, yeah, I, I think that's that's kind of where, where I land and where I want to start. That's good. Brian, you know... Um... A lot of people might say, and, you know, I've had this conversation with Jehovah's Witnesses, right? Because they'll take that first scripture that you threw out there, uh, John 1, 1, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. And they'll say, uh, that is not in uh, saying that he's God. They're, they're saying little a, right? Little a, a God. They put that little a in there, so that, that gets them out of the whole John 1, 1 thing. But for people that aren't Jehovah's Witnesses, there aren't these things. That verse tied up with John 1.14 that says, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us should be enough. Right. It should be enough from John's pen to say, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. And then jump down to verse 14 and says, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us should be enough to tell you Jesus is God. 
But then you'll have the people that will say, Jesus never claimed to be God. That was John saying that. And, you know, I got to say, though, I'm, I'm looking at, at some things that uh, that Jesus said, which or the result of what Jesus said. There's there's a scripture in John chapter eight where he's having some talks with the Pharisees. And as he's talking to the Pharisees, he's he's saying um, before Abraham, when they when they told him, you're not yet 50 years old. And yet you say you've seen Abraham because he had told him. Abraham rejoiced to see my day. So they ask him that question. And he says, I tell you the truth before Abraham was, I am. Now, when he says that in the Greek, that's ego, Amy, right? Yep. That right there harkens back right to the Hebrew in Exodus chapter three, yep. Moses at the burning bush. Who do I say sent me? <laughs> when Moses asks the burning bush, that question. Right. This is God speaking to Moses. Who do I say sent me? I am has sent you. Now, this is the thing. And look at that. Jesus is saying this. And people will tell you, but he's not saying that he's God. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you, this is, this is a, a, something that should stir everyone. Right. Because in the last verse of, of that, of John chapter eight, this is what it says. Jesus said to them, truly, truly, I say to you, before Abraham was, I am, verse 59, so they picked up stones Mm. to throw at him because Jesus hid himself and (laughs) went out of the temple. And I I look at that and I think uh, to myself, why would they pick up stones? Mm -hmm. I've had the, I've had the, I've I've, I've, I've posed that question to a Jehovah's Witness and their, his answer to me was at that moment, he was exposing them for who they truly were. (laughs) <laughs> which I said who they truly were was Pharisees, <laughs> right? Pharisees that knew the law that had grown up their entire lives, knowing what the law was and trying to live by that law, because this was how they would get to God mm. in their minds. If they kept the, the jot and the tittle of the law, they, they could make it to heaven. This was in their mindset. They grew up this way. They were lawyers. They were, they would adhere to the law to pick up stones and murder a man was not in their in their vocabulary as a matter of fact when he was crucified they took him to Pilate. right think about it for a minute so the the fact of the matter is the reason that they picked up stones to throw at him was because he had just made himself out to be god when he said i am and so here 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 it is point blank matter of fact jesus said i am for a reason Mm. and ultimately I look at that piece of evidence right there and, and say to myself, um, going back to the C.S. Lewis quote, either he was a liar, <laughs> a <laughs> lunatic, or he's actually who he says he was. Mm. Right. And so ultimately I, I, I look at that thing and that's, that's why I go on the, on the side of that. Now, how do you use that in a conversation? You know, there's, there's plenty of different ways to, to, to use it, but ultimately people have to wrestle with this idea. What do you got, Brian? Yeah, man, I, I I think you nailed it. And I think those are some of the titles that, that Jesus gave himself, right? And, and I just think from from how he spoke, you know, obviously the back in the Old Testament, you know, thus saith the Lord. Um, but man, all throughout the New Testament, you know, in the Gospels, uh, Jesus said, you know, truly, truly, I say. Uh, so 
almost gave himself um, that authority. And yeah, there's no doubt uh, in John eight there at the end, the, the Pharisees knew what he was claiming and, and for blasphemy uh, was to be stoned if you committed blasphemy. So no doubt about that. I jumped right to, I had that one down. Uh, good job. I don't have to talk about that one now. Uh, but the also title in, in Matthew one twenty three, right? It talked about, and this is a, a requote from Isaiah, which is years before in the prophecy portion. Uh, but it, it says, behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. So his title, Emmanuel, God with us. And, and just even before uh, he, he came out. So yeah. uh, now he prophesied about it, but he was. And then the claim and the title given to uh, right there uh, in the word. And then I also had Philippians 2. Uh, 10 through 11 when talked about Lord uh, and, and, you know, given that sovereignty uh, title that, that only God has, if we read 10 uh, and 11 it says, so that you may approve what is excellent and be pure and blameless for the day of Christ filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ, the glory and praise of God. And it's all about his Lordship and, and sovereignty uh, and title. And then all the, I, not just the, I am, uh, ego, I may, right. And I say that, right. right. Yeah. Um, but also the, I am statements of the bread of life and everything else, right. The, the seven, the door, the, the shepherd. So all of that, uh, just titles were given to him by others and by himself in proclaiming, uh, his deity, uh, and, and just who he was and, and, um, why they should listen. So how about you, man? You got anything else on that? Um, I think you nailed it, man. I think you nailed it. Um, there's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, people that would take, take some of this of what we talked about and just like set it aside and want to hear Jesus just plainly say, I am God. But even the Pharisees, if you'll look to Matthew ch chapter 26, uh, this is when he's standing in judgment before them. And uh, he says this, the high priest uh, says this to him. And the high priest said to him, I adjure you by the living God. Tell us if you are the Christ, the son of God. I, I started it in part of 63, right? 63 B, right? right? <laughs> and then now this is 64. Jesus said to him, you have said so, but I tell you from now on, you will see the son of man seated at the right hand of power and coming on the clouds of heaven. Then the high priest tore his robes and said, he has uttered blasphemy. What further witnesses do we need? You have now heard his blasphemy. What is your judgment? They answered, he deserves death. Now, I got to ask the question, Brian, what blasphemy did you hear in there? <laughs> I mean, to, to, right. our, to our ears, that might seem like, like nothing. Like, right. you know, what, what, is, what blasphemy did Jesus say? He just said he was going to come. Uh, he was sitting at the right hand of God. He was going to come with power on the clouds to in power. Um, you know, wh wh what 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 did he say why did the priest tear his robes mm. what is blasphemy brian what is blasphemy I, it's it, it, taking god's name in an un, unmanner or um like, like for example uh when they were writing uh yahweh they never even said the, they didn't want to use his name yahweh uh, and when the when the scribes were writing they had a special pen that only be used once uh the name is, is the name and the lord uh Jehovah is so righteous and mighty um, that you do not speak against it. You don't have another representative of it. 
And again, the Pharisees and the Sadducees trying to uphold that uh, on that side of the law, um, you know, obviously one of the one of the Ten Commandments as well. Um, but, you know, either using the words against uh, or, or in an un unworthy manner, and especially Jesus, not only, you know, not only saying he was God uh, and, and his claiming his deity, but also doing other things um, that, that were very uh, uh, examples of deity, um, had them just absolutely beside themselves um, in, in his claims of who he was and who he is. That's that's. That's so good. So when it comes to um, the name, like you're saying about Jehovah, I got I got another thing I want to throw out there because this is you know, we could go on and on about the <laughs> deity of Christ. I can I, there's so many things I could say about this, but the name Jesus because you brought it up, mm -hmm. right? Uh, Matthew one twenty one, and you were they're talking about Matthew one twenty three a few minutes ago. Right. Matthew one twenty one. Uh, I'm I don't have it up, so I'm I'm gonna paraphrase. And you shall call his name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. Mm. Now I'm, I'm quoting part of the verse because there's another part to it, but that's, that's the part I want to stick to. You shall call his name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. Mm. Now, this is the, this is an important part. What does the name Jesus mean? Do you know, <laughs> Brian? It is actually, there's no J's. Remember, there's no J's in the right. Greek alphabet, right? Remember, his name was actually Yeshua. 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 Yeah. Yeshua. Some people would call it Yeshua. But Yeshua is synonymous with uh, Yeshashua, which is actually Joshua. Joshua is the name. But this name, it means the definition. Go look it up. Jehovah is Savior. Mm. Right? So when <laughs> when you start to read uh, some different things about who the savior is, because I guarantee you talk to Jehovah's witness, they're going to tell you that, that uh, he is the savior, that God is that savior. Uh, he is that I am. Uh, God says he's the only savior. And I, I would say that if you look into the book of Isaiah chapter 43, you're going to find a, a place where it says God is savior. Mm. If you go to revelation, you're, that God is the only Savior, and you're, if you go to Revelation, you're going to find uh, another place where it says that Jesus is the Savior. And I've asked the, the question: Do we have uh, two saviors, two <laughs> two one and only saviors? And that question will stump anyone because you know, here's the thing: you you've got to know that the Bible, in its context, is going to give you the clues that you need to know and understand that Jesus is who He says He is. He is God in the flesh. He is God incarnate. And there, it also, it's right there in his name. Mm. Jehovah is savior. So I think that that's an important thing. That's, that's another way you could look at it and see, right? Um, what else, Brian? That's, that's good. I, I wrote down some statements of, of deity in, in scripture and, and Colossians 2, 9, I think just absolutely megaphones it out, right? For in him, in Jesus, all the fullness of deity dwells in bodily form that's colossians 2 9 we already talked about hebrews 1 1 through 3a but the, the piece i want is and he is the radiance jesus is the radiance of his god's glory and exact imprint or representation of his nature right we already talked about john 1 1 the word is god and in 14 but then titus 2 13 our great god and savior jesus christ there is no clear statements in scripture uh, that, that uh, about deity 
Uh, and there's been, there's more, uh, those were just four that, that really jumped out uh, to me that I wanted to highlight, but Colossians two, nine, and, and, and then, you know, you go to Colossians one, uh, just the whole preeminence of Christ. And, and I have fun with that with Jehovah witnesses too. Um, cause they want to stay in first John, John one. I'm like, no, let's go to Colossians. Talk about this for a minute. So, um, <laughs> do your thing. I know what you're going to do. Go ahead. I love this. I love it when you do this, go ahead. No, well, which part? What are you talking about? Which part? Well, <laughs> It's I do that, a lot of it's, things. It, it's that whole thing about for him and by him. All oh, right, right, right. right. Yeah, yeah. You know what you're, you're going to do, Brian. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. No, no. I mean, you just read. I mean, if you just read Colossians, right, for him, right, just he is the image of the first, wait, he is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation, for by him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions, rulers or authorities, all things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things, and in him all things hold together, right? And he is the head of the body of the church, right? He's the beginning of the firstborn. So with all that said, if he is a created being, Mr. Jehovah Witness, how can everything be created through him and by him and for him? They, they, and there's a little, uh, you do a couple boxes and put a coin and you got to, okay, which, which, which is he? And it throws them all the time. But, um, you know, just right there, and they're so prepared for the other, um, just right there's uh, a number one. And then, uh, you know, just just the whole, you know, having to be baptized before you die is number two. But um, that that right there uh, is where I like to live uh, with specifically with the Jehovah Witness. But, man, you want to talk about the deity uh, and who Christ is, the preeminence of Christ right there in Colossians one. And it just kind of wraps up in two nine as kind of a summary statement for in him all the fullness of deity dwells in bodily form yes he was fully man and he was fully god and um he reigned supreme yeah i love that i love that verse because is he is he not part of all things right is he how can he have been created if all things were created through him and for him uh so i love it when you throw that out there i i want to i want to throw something at you brian real, real quick um matthew 28 20 i'm just going to read this and i'm going to ask you a question teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. Here's the important part. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Hmm. What, what, what attribute of God am I getting at right there? Oh, when I, he says, when he says, I am with you always, what, what, what is that? Uh, that is his uh, omnipresence, man. It's, it's all about, <laughs> right? Number uh, there's, one, there's on the head. Right. I want I want people to know me and me and Brian did not practice. Not this right. before. We did not know we're, we're having a conversation <laughs> and in it, he nailed nail on the head. That's exactly right. right. Who has omnipresence? Right. Only God. Only God. Right. Only God. He's the only one that has that attribute. There's no other people try to say that Satan has it. He does not. Satan cannot be in all places at all times. Jesus just claimed to say, hmm. behold, I am with you always even to the end of the age, Jesus words, hmm. right? So think about that for a second. If he's claiming to be omnipresence, who is he? Right. Who is he? So, um, so what about Hebrews one, three? I know you were in Hebrews one, three a minute ago, right? Yep, yep. Let's read it again. And just let's, let's, let's talk about what he's saying about himself here or what the, the word is saying about him. He is the radiance of the glory of God and the exact imprint of his nature. And he upholds the universe by the word of his power. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> After making purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. <sighs> so we're talking about his what? Omni. Presence. 
And, so, oh, that's omnipotence. Yeah, his, his omnipotence. Power there. Yeah, 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 his omni power, his all power. Yeah. Who's got power like this man? Yeah, there is no other. There is no other. So we're talking about his omnipotence. Uh, when we look at Matthew nine four, listen to this. But Jesus, knowing their thoughts, <laughs> said, "Why do you think evil in your hearts? What are we talking about? <laughs> what attribute are we talking about here?" That, that would be. All-knowing omniscient, man. His omniscience. Yep. His omniscience. Yep. yep. So uh, when when I'm when I'm when I see these things, when I hear these things, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking, how can we possibly uh, look at him and and say uh, he's not who he says he is? Maybe we should just listen to doubting Thomas mm. <laughs> in John twenty twenty eight when he said, "My Lord and my God." Mm. Now, I'm sorry, <laughs> but this is too much biblical proof mm. that he that he is who he says he was. And, and if you're a Christian, if you're a Christian and you struggle with the deity of Christ, I got a quote for you. Martin Lloyd-Jones, Martin Lloyd-Jones mm. right? Going to give it the to doctor. you. The doctor. The doctor. If you do not believe in the unique deity of the Lord Jesus Christ, you are not a Christian. Whatever else you may be. We're not looking at a good man only. We are not interested merely in the greatest teacher the world has ever seen. We are face to face with the fact that God, the eternal son, has been in the world and that he took upon him human nature and dwelt among us, a man amongst men, God, man. Mm. We are face to face with the mystery and the marvel of the incarnation and of the virgin birth. It is all here and it out and it shines out in all the fullness of its amazing glory, hmm. what manner of man is this? He is more than a man. That is the answer. He is also God. Oh. Martin Lloyd <laughs> Jones. I got chills reading that, hmm. brother. I'm, I'm serious. What were they thinking when he was walking on the water or right. when he got up in the boat and he said to the wind and the waves, yeah, calm down. No. Oh. Man, oh, and, and that's that. That's I wanted to go there because the, I just I, I wrote down some of his omnipotence, right, and his power, and you just nailed it. You know the 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 power in Matthew eight, right? The creation by calm, his power over creation by calming the storm, man. The wind of the right, just they just man, who is this man? Where the waves listen to him, right? And then Luke four, uh, his his power over sickness and disease, right? His om, omnipotence over sickness and disease and in luke 4 a little bit earlier than that talks about the power over demons right and then in john 11 talks about the power over death uh but then an additional authority that man i just ugh, get all get all fired up is in mark 2 when christ has authority on earth to forgive sins who else has the power to forgive sins but almighty god there is no other right so so right. his omnipotence and then I, I i'm gonna fly through a couple of these too bro that that helped me early on uh, i always talk about his sovereignty but let's go up in in matthew 20 a little bit in 18 and jesus came and said to them all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me that is sovereignty right what about his eternality right uh john one again in the beginning was the word words with god the word was god he was in the beginning with god right what about his immutable, unchanging nature, right? Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever, Hebrews 13, Amen. 8 says, Amen. right? And then yeah. how about being perfect and sinless, which is huge. In 2 Corinthians 5, 20, for our sake, he made him to be sin, who knew no sin. So in him, we might become the righteousness of God. And what about his holiness? Okay, I'm glad you asked, Jimmy. 
Acts 3, 14 and 15, but you denied the holy and righteous one and asked for a murderer to be granted to you, and you killed the author of life, whom God raised from the dead. To this, we are witnesses. And we're going to talk about this a little bit later, but the truth, um, the, the truth about God and his holiness, you know, Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me, John 14, 6. So, man, his attributes are just all over the board as far as being God, you know, the God attributes. Uh, yes, he was fully man. There's a whole, we could probably do a whole show on why that was important, but the whole fully God uh, as well. Um, man, it, it just, it's everywhere, bro. And, and um, you know, that just helps answer some of those questions. It, it does. And I think that when people have the question uh, about Jesus being God, how, how, Brian, how do we, um, you know, we've given a lot of verses, a lot of these things right. to, to, to people that um, when they hear it, I want to answer someone's skeptical question on the street when they tell me, I don't believe Jesus was God. I sometimes, like we talked at the beginning, I want to win the argument. How would I approach someone and tell them and explain to them that Jesus is Lord and Jesus is God? If they if they're adamant about this, I want to I want to take them to this one place that I, I know that people listening are going to say, "Wow, that's pretty harsh," <laughs> but you know sometimes you have to be that way. Listen, if Jesus is not God, we have no hope. Mm. Right? Right. Jesus just a man dying on the cross, like any other man. You know, uh, no. This is a, this is an important distinction that we have to make. Is he if he is the savior? If he is the one, then it's apparent to me that he has to be more than just man. He has to be fully man, fully God, the God man, right? Like mm. you said, perfect and sinless, like, we, like you just talked about, or otherwise the sacrifice on the cross meant nothing. Right. And we're still in our sins. We're still hopeless if Jesus isn't who he said he was. Again, what hope have we? And so, so sometimes, depending on the situation, when I'm talking to someone on the streets, I might just go there and say, what, what hope have you then? Hmm. What hope have you at all? Uh, because people just don't get that what they're, when they're saying this, what they're actually saying is that I have no hope at all. Hmm. And so um, this, is, this is my thing. I, I hear that. And I think, I think to myself, um, I need for you to understand. I serve. Hmm the living God, the one who is able to give living water. I serve the one who is able to uh, call out to a man named Lazarus dead in the tomb <laughs> four days, come forth Lazarus. And he comes forth. Um, there is, there is no one that can do this. There is no mm. one that can do this. Um, you can sit there and tell me that there are people out there in uh, Africa. Bring me, you don't see it. You don't see it. These miracles. Like I know that, I know that there's, those prosperity preachers, those health and wealth teachers that tell you that you can do this. It has not been done. Mm. Right. Uh, and I'm, you know, it's, it's just a sad thing to see sometimes you remember a few years back when they were trying to pray that baby to come back to life mm. from uh, yeah. what, what church was that? Yeah. Uh, Hillsong, I think. I think it was. Uh, yeah. Or Bethel. Yeah. Bethel or Hillsong. One either, either one of those churches. They, you, I'm sorry, but you don't have the power of God. Right. You, you can't, you can't do that. Only, God can bring forth life from nothing. Mm. 
right? right. He's the one that's spoken into existence. And when, and when Jesus called to Lazarus out of that tomb, once again, proving who he was, right. who he mm. is, right? Is it not true, Brian? <laughs> I know we get hyped up about this. Me, me and you, this has been this has been a good conversation. Me and you are having because it, we, we're we're hyped up about something people need to understand, right? Yeah. No, it, I it, I think you, you talked about you know, Lazarus coming out of the tomb. What about the rich man Lazarus uh, story mm-hmm. in Luke? Right. I mean, it said if you said, why don't you just raise someone from the dead and and my father's let me come back and 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 my family will believe. Right. I'm paraphrasing big time, but. Um, you know, said, you know, basically Abraham said, you know, if they don't believe the word, the prophets, right. And, and the words beforehand, they're not going to believe, uh, the miracle. So, um, man, it's, it's all about the word. It's all about, and you know, we hit that last month. Um, and, and again, we're not going to win the argument uh, of that, you know, until their heart is cracked and regenerated, uh, by the Holy spirit, we got to continue to stay on the gospel. I think even Anthony Silvestro said, I, I don't care if they don't believe, right. I got to keep preaching, the truth. And I tell you, I, I, I found this in, in Grudem's white book of systematic theology, he did a great job. And I kind of summarize it. What, why was Jesus deity necessary? And he came up with three, three things, right? And, and you hit them, but I'm going to hit them again. Cause I got them written down. Uh, only someone who is an infinite God could bear the full penalty for all the sins of all those who would believe in him. Any finite creature would have been incapable of bearing that penalty. That's number one of three. Number two, salvation is from the Lord, Jonah 2.9. And the whole message of scripture is designed to show that no human being, no creature could ever save man, only God himself. And number three, only someone who was truly and fully God could be the one mediator between God and man. It's 1 Timothy 2.5, both to bring us back to God and also reveal God most fully to us in John 14.9. So the summation is thus. If Jesus Christ is not fully God, we have no salvation and ultimately no Christianity. So I agree with you on that. Um, uh, and, and that just kind of summed it all up right there, that that is why the importance of deity is so important. Uh, and, and man, I think scriptures clearly lays that out and, and knocks it out of the park in all different cases. I think it's sad when people want to say to us, Hey, I think, you know, Jesus was a great man, but I don't, I don't really necessarily want to believe that he was God or want to put him in that, in that light. Again, I agree with Martin Lloyd-Jones and I agree with you, Brian. If, if, if you don't see him for who he is, um, you've got issues, right? Because I'm sorry for this man to have um, taken the scroll of of Isaiah Mm. and, and read out all these prophecies and then stood up before the whole synagogue and said, this day, this prophecy <laughs> is fulfilled in your ears. Mm. For him to stand up and say that was bold. All of a sudden, all these Jewish people are looking, all these uh, Israelites are looking and saying, we've never heard a man talk like this. Right, right. Never heard a man talk like this. You know, and, and Brian, for me and you sitting here with the Holy Spirit leading and guiding us, for, for us to, you know, speak about this. I know people are listening thinking, well, these guys get hyped up about something like this, but yeah, there's a reason for it. The Holy Spirit leads us to Jesus. Mm. The Holy Spirit illuminates Christ. It's it's what he does, right? And when, so when we talk about the deity of Christ, 
yeah, the Holy Spirit's here. <laughs> and I, and I, and I feel like, I feel like this is one of those things. That's why I get hyped up. So I can feel like I, I can, I feel like, uh, you know, this is God's will for us to talk about Jesus this way and mm-hmm. to lift him up and lift up his name high so that people might know that. But, you know, then Brian, we got this other issue, right? Right. right. When people, when people come to us and say that, okay, yeah, he might be God, but he's not the only way there. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, I can get, I can get to God or I can get to Jesus, you know, through some other ways, right. There's, there's two different ways. Again, the Oprah Winfrey thing. <laughs> if it if it takes her to the same place it takes you, why does it matter if he calls it God along the way or not? Right. right. I'm sitting there going, oh my goodness, this is just this is the world trying to get you uh, involved in the way that they think. Amen. God revealed Himself to us in His Word. That's why we use the Word to talk about the deity of Christ. But now we want to talk about: Is He the only way? <laughs> is He the only way, Brian? This is uh this is called in in uh, theological terms the exclusivity of christ right right and i want people to know this one thing if i got on a plane brian and i sat down this last week was a, was a good example right. <laughs> if i got on a plane and i sat down in that plane and we get up you know five thousand feet in the air and the pilot said to me came on this is your pilot speaking <laughs> I'm not exactly sure which direction I need to go. Does anybody have a clue? <laughs> I would say I want a pilot that knows the way. Do, do, do you want a pilot that knows the way, Brian, uh, when you're up in the air, 20,000 feet in the uh, yeah, air? Yeah, I want him to know what all the buttons do, too. Yes. <laughs> absolutely uh, i'm just i'm i'm, I'm, I'm serious <laughs> when i say this you cannot be confused about this issue you can't not know or, or just like i hope this is the way you know and jesus in no uncertain terms right. john 14 6 i am the way the truth and the life no one comes to the father but by me mm-hmm. jesus knows the way he is the way and so when we talk about this, the exclusivity of Christ, we can also say to people, I didn't make him exclusive. He did. Right. Right. And so I'm right. following after the one that knows the way he knows the direction that we need to go. So why would I go any other direction? I'm going to get lost that way. Anyway, Brian, I know you got a lot to say on this. I, I got some things too. I got a few quotes, a few things. We're going to get into it a little bit more. Is Jesus the only way? Uh, yeah, because why? Because <laughs> he said so. That I mean, that for me, um, I don't spend a lot of different air time around any other other than what Jesus said there in 14.6. And I tell you, I have a lot of fun. Um, uh, trackplanet.com uh and Andy and all the guys down there have this one track that I got at G3. It's called, you know, you know, those bumper stickers that say coexist. Can't we all just coexist? And it's basically saying that, you know, there's multiple ways to God and just, you know, let's not fight o- over different religions. Um, but man, he came up with one that just says contradict, right? They all can't be true. And, you know, then at the bottom, Jesus said to him, I'm the way, the truth and the life. No one comes to the father except through me. And then a little gospel track on the back. And I have a little habit uh, of if I see that bumper sticker, I try to follow that car, wait for them to get out and and either talk to them. Or if I can't get to them quickly enough, I'll at least put the track right there in the driver's side window when they're getting in. They can see it um, because I definitely want to refute uh, that coexist piece. Yes, you, you, you know. You can claim to be whatever you want. And I don't want to fight you over it. 
but uh, I definitely going to proclaim the gospel to you because you do not have any chance uh, following anything. Uh, and, and that's what Jesus said, right? The narrow road, wide road to destruction, narrow road. The narrow road is hard, but few will find it. Um, but they can't all be true. And Jesus claimed it. He said it. Uh, he died for it, uh, rose again for it, and, and sitting at the right hand of the Father. And he is coming back and want to make sure that people are ready uh, when he comes back. But um, yeah, man, just just living on 14.6 is kind of where I, I kind of parked the, parked the boat there for a while um, because Jesus said it, man. He claimed it. So I like it. I like it. And I've, I've heard a lot of different little analogies, um, but I, I want to share a quote. And this is a rather long quote. Um, but I'm going to share it. It's John Calvin out of his institutes, right? Yeah, yeah. And so we like John Calvin, don't we, Brian? Yeah, absolutely. Got it right over here on the shelf, bro. <laughs> so, so I see he's on your shirt too, Radio Free yeah, Geneva. Yeah, that, I was like, oh, look at that. He's got Calvin on his shirt and I'm going to yeah, quote man. Calvin today. <laughs> we see that our whole salvation and all its parts are comprehended in Christ. Hmm. We should therefore take care not to derive the least portion of it from anywhere else. If we seek salvation, we are taught by the very name of Jesus that it is of him. If we seek any other gifts of the spirit, they will be found in his anointing. If we seek strength, it lies in his dominion. If purity, in his conception. If gentleness, it appears in his birth. For by his birth, he was made like us in all respects that he might learn to feel our pain. If we seek redemption, it lies in his passion if acquittal in his condemnation, if remission of the curse in his cross, if satisfaction in his sacrifice, if purification in his blood, if reconciliation in his descent into hell, if mortification of the flesh in his tomb, mm-hmm. if newness of life in his resurrection, if immortality in the, in the, in the same, if, inheritance, if inheritance of the heaven of the heavenly kingdom in his entrance into heaven, if protection, if security, if abundant supply of all blessings in his kingdom, if untroubled expectation of judgment in the power given to him to judge, in short, since rich store of every kind of good abounds in him, let us drink our fill from this fountain and from no other. Mm-hmm. John Calvin wow. was saying something there, right? He was just letting you know. Where are you going to find this water? Like the woman at the well said, hey, where's this, where's this water, this living water you're talking about? Give me this water, right? Give me this water that I might drink and never be thirsty again. Do you know what he gave her? Hmm. At the end of that conversation, she said, when Messiah comes, he's going to tell us all things. Hmm. And he said, I, who am speaking to you, am he. And I'm going to tell you something. Hmm. That woman was filled. Right mm-hmm. at that moment, she was filled. And if we can't see the connection, if we can't get the connection that I am that living water right. that you need, right? He didn't stand up. He <laughs> didn't stand up in the middle of all these of all these uh, Israelite people in the middle of a feast and say, "I'm the bread of life. Mm. Don't be hungry anymore. Come to me." Right. You know. So. This is this is a this is an interesting way you know uh, to look at come and come and dine with the master. Mm. He bids you to mm. come and dine with him, and I, I I would say what anybody has an issue with um, his exclusivity, 
it's those that want to go their own way, mm. right? It's those uh, that want to make him out to be something else that, 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 than what he is. It's those that, that want to follow after their own path and do their own thing. Uh, because in the exclusivity of Jesus Christ, there is something called obedience, mm. right? Um, he says, so why do you call me Lord, Lord? And then don't do what I say. Mm. Uh, why do you look at me as, as, as your Lord and master and then go about doing your own thing? The reason people want to deny the exclusivity of Christ is because they just want to go their own way or they want to be able to make the excuse that says, um, I just don't know which religion to believe because there's so mm. many roads to God, <laughs> right? And, uh, you know, I, there's an old David, David Platt thing. And you know, I don't bring David Platt into a lot of conversations, but I, I remember this particular one. And I thought it was, I thought it was pretty good. Um, some people might take a exception to it, but there's a bunch of guys at the bottom of a mountain and they're, they're discussing all the different paths they can take to, to, to get to, to, to the top of the mountain. Cause God is at the top of that mountain. Right. And I can take this path or I can take that path or I can take this other path. And this other man comes to him and says to him, wouldn't you want to know the God that came down from the mountain? Mm. <laughs> you see, this is one of the, this is one of those I thought was pretty good because it 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 goes to something. He put on he put on he put on skin. Mm. The mm. incarnation of the one true living God. Jesus Christ. Right? Born yeah. of a virgin, lived a sinless, perfect, righteous life, came to earth, humbled himself, mm. humiliated himself to put on skin, right? Some people want to look at the at the at the crucif crucifixion of Jesus Christ as, as like, you know, it's got to be the worst thing. But I mean, I don't know, putting on skin. Yeah. You know, he didn't have to do that. Creator of all things, who upholds all things by the word of his power, mm. puts on skin. You know, I, I, I got to say, even the story of his incarnation makes me think, who else? Who else could have done this? Who else would have done this? Jesus is the only way because he's the one that 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 put put on that skin and humbled himself became a man and died on that cross for us there is no other way mm. and i can't see it again i go with peter right when he was told where would you go where could we go <laughs> <laughs> where could we go you have the words of life i can't go anywhere else oh. and for the born again christian for the born again believer that's listening to us right now that should be your thought too mm. If if I was to leave, where would I go? Mm. Where could I go? Where could I go? There is no other. And that's how we need to present Christ to skeptics, right? When they tell us what they tell us, when they say, I just can't believe that he's the only way. There's got to be another way. I'm telling you something. All right. He's the only one that has words of life, right? Right. And and kind of to, to button that up, and, and this, this came from Ray uh, Comfort and, and kind of summarize a little bit about kind of the insight in the deed of Christ in, in Matthew 16. I think you were going there. Um, but Jesus asked the disciples, right, who he thought he was. Peter replied that he was a son of God. Here, Jesus made an interesting statement. He said, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed it to you, but my father, which is in heaven. In other words, the Father must be the one to reveal to humanity just who Jesus Christ truly is. We can try to correct popular erroneous teaching that Jesus is less than God, but unless our Father opens the eyes of the individual, our argument is in vain. The attributes of Christ, uh, uh, of Christ God have certain attributes, many of which are also attributes of man, 
There are, however, attributes or qualities God that he reserves for himself. Obviously, omniscience, omnipotence, eternality, and omnipresence. These are qualities that God alone possesses. Man cannot forgive sin, create from nothing, or know the future. These are qualities that make God who he is, and that separates him from any man. And that's what we just, again, got to keep in mind. Holy Spirit and, and, and the Father is going to open the eyes of that person. We don't need to win the argument. We just need to proclaim the truth. Same thing with the gospel, right? They're not going to come to salvation with our presentation or our crafty words. Um, but we are just as evangelists or sharing our faith. If we do it biblically, hold true and believe these things, that's our job, right? Spread seed like crazy farmers and, and make sure it's truthful seed and uh, we'll be just fine. Yeah. Uh, I want to I want to throw one last thing out there, and I think this is going to be my final thought, um, because it's important to to know and understand that even if someone claims to follow Jesus, right? If they have the different a different Jesus, it's important that they know the right Jesus. And I go back to the Jehovah's Witness thing, right? Because they claim Jesus, but again, they do not claim him as God. Or uh, think of him that way. Jehovah's the way to them, right? Uh, but Jesus made exclusive claims, and he claimed to be God, right? Um, according to our scripture, we don't have the New World Translation, so I, I can't say everything that goes. I mean, I have one, but it's on the shelf over there just for reference, right? And I just would would say to 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 anyone that that sees it this way, somebody comes to your door and says they know Jesus, ask the question. Mm. Is he God? Who do you say he is? Yep. Yeah. And if they tell you, oh, no, 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 he was just a great moral teacher. I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. I got some questions for you. <laughs> let's talk about, let's talk about the man that, uh, that you're talking about. Cause he's different from the God that I know. Yeah. The, the man you're talking about is fictional. While the man that I'm talking about changed the world, mm. changed the calendar system. Mm. Right changes hearts every day mm. this is this is this is the 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 god man that i follow mm. right and so uh i just hope that a jehovah's witness knocks on my door again <laughs> I just they're do. writing letters now i just got a letter so gotta write I, didn't, a letter I, didn't, I didn't too man i'm just yeah. like come on come on your, come back out your, put, put your mask on and come I'll come keep, visit my house i'll keep eight feet away from you <laughs> talk no, I, I think you're right, man. I think you hit it on the head. I think sometimes we assume I get a little excited. Sometimes I hear someone else is a Christian, but take the step back. Um, and remember, I don't in the very first episodes, uh, you know, I talk about like the, the directory board of a mall, right? If we want to go to the food court on the mall, right? Directory, right? We look at the mall or the directory in the mall and, and the food courts up there on the right. The next thing we look for is that red dot that says you are here, right? In order to, once I find out where I am, then I can navigate the path to the food court. Same thing in our evangelism, right? If someone says I'm a Christian or I, I believe, but okay, well, I, I want to ask basically on these last three, three months of shows, right? One, you know, who do you say God is? And then who, you know, what's your authority of the scripture? And then who do you say Jesus is? You ask those three questions. That'll tell you where they are, where you need to start and navigate your path uh, to having a different conversation. So, um, you know, I just, I, I just think that's important. I think the, the power of questions, uh, to try to flush out, you know, even if it's a, a quote unquote atheist, you know, ask, you know, how, how did, how does, you know, nothing create everything, <laughs> you know, just simple questions that just really reveal uh, their, the, the fallacy of their, of their worldview. 
Um, but anyway, questions I think are so important. Yes, having some facts, having some backup, having some scripture, but just asking more questions uh, to kind of flush this out. Jesus was amazing uh, in asking questions. Study the questions of Jesus sometime, man. It, it, it's awesome. Uh, I think we should probably do a little bit more question answer than, than answering answer right now. So um, anyway, that's kind of what I wanted to wrap up. Just, you know, who do you say I am? Jesus said to, to Matthew, I think we should maybe ask that. Who do you say Jesus is, by the way? Just curious. I think that'll flush out where we need yeah. to start. Exactly. Good. I, I, and so I hope everybody that's listening uh, really kind of enjoyed this episode and see how hyped up Brian and Jay uh, and Jimmy, Brian and Jimmy can get um, <laughs> when it comes to talking about the deity of Christ and the exclusivity of Christ. Uh, I mean, basically anything. You know what? Here's another thing, Brian. Just not on the subject of Hearts for the Lost Ministries. Mm-hmm. Um, this was this last week was the first time I I, I met Brad Tower. Mm. I kind of joked around and I wrote a summation for the for the ministry team uh about uh he deserves his last name tower because he he towered over me he's about <laughs> as tall as you are and if anybody's seen the pictures of me and you next to each other they all they all can see how short i am right but uh brad uh was was it, it was great fun and you know one of the things that's the first time i met him and we ended up spending the you know uh a couple nights together in a hotel room um brad said something uh that i thought was important when it comes to to this when someone is of the like mind and someone knows Jesus and that's that Holy spirit dwelling in me dwells in him. Mm-hmm. It's easy to become friends that right. fast. It's easy to become uh, uh, of the same spirit. That's why it's important to ask the right questions. Right. Uh, and so people know, well, who do you say Jesus is? <laughs> right. And when they tell you something different, you know, that that Holy spirit is leading you. Uh, and something like that so it's a great it's a great place to go it's a great thing to, you know so shout out to brad um doug man we missed you we're sorry there, doug. <laughs> you know it was it was uh, uh i i really did miss doug man so doug yep. was a uh, fun uh in the indiana trip uh but he'll, he'll he should be here in, in july in, yeah in Dallas. Yep. Should be, should yeah be we're gonna have full crew lord willing man no no plane cancellations right I so yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll go through uh, what the schedule is going to be like. Uh, July 9th, we're going to be in Ecclesia Church there in Mesquite, Texas. So if you're anywhere in Central Texas, uh, man, come out and check us out. Uh, August 13th, we'll be back in uh, here in Central Indiana, my home church, Cornerstone Bible Church. Going over, you're, you're not going to recognize the place, bro. Uh, we're going through a little uh, renovation and, and some uh, things. Are, we're getting new <laughs> classrooms for the kids and uh, but that we're going to have the sanctuary and we're going to have a place to eat so that we're going to be all good. But Cornerstone Bible uh, Church here in August 13th, September 15th to 17th, we'll be in D.C. at, at the G3, Sufficiency of Scripture. Uh, man, that's going to be just thinking about Scripture is going to be an amazing. If you haven't got your tickets yet, I think there's something on Facebook, G3 uh, uh, website, the 30 percent off tickets right now. Uh, cannot tell you enough. Come check us out. We'll, we'll, we'll do an interview with you. Uh, we'll give you a little uh wristband whatever uh but would love to see you at g3 uh in dc and then we just got a new uh pastor reach out pastor pounds down in um jasper texas which is about an hour plus ish northeast of houston at church in the country rayburn we'll be there october 8th man so continuing to 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 just reach out and and pastors want want to teach their flock He, he just said man pretty cool story he said he was just having a heart uh, to reach out and, and, and do more evangelism. So he just did a Google search, found our ministry on the, on the hearts for the lost.com page. He found our, uh, our podcast, started listening to our podcast. 
uh, through the podcast. He heard me talk about uh, doing a, a evangelism one on one class at my church. He asked me for the the link to that, so so they could use that there at their church. And then said, "Man, what what can we do to do an event down here in, in Southeast Texas?" So um, just just a, a really cool uh, God story leading him uh, just just that navigate path. But uh, we're, we're we're so we'll be going down there October eighth. Uh, the next show here, man, I cannot wait. Uh, uh, Mid-month, we'll have a, a 9.1. Uh, we're going to go into the resurrection. Uh, we knew we couldn't get through uh, all this uh, in one show again. <laughs> uh, we're already pushing at it, right? But uh, we, we got a special guest, uh, Pastor Andrew Rappaport. We've, we've talked about Andrew uh, with his books and his ministry. Um, man, what he's meant for me personally uh, and mentorship and uh, man, all the way back to my one of my first no, it was my first G three uh, in eighteen. I met him at at the coffee at the hotel. One of the first people I met, and then Jimmy and I got to, to hang out with them uh, out at Ambassador Academy uh, in L A. So as as one of the leaders there, so uh, going to be great to have him on the show. Uh, we'll get that uh, out mid month, um, having resurrection. So man, that's that's kind of the shows, Jimmy. That's that's what's coming up. Um, you got anything else you want to? share with the folks well yeah i do i we just want to remind people that guys we we want to continue to grow this ministry Mm. and reach more more churches out there the the vision brian has brought to this is just expansive and i'm getting i'm getting hyped up with brian as i see where this ministry is going and how god is using this ministry Uh, so if you have part of a church out there that want to have us come out man go to the website heartsforthelost.com um Read every every page, but you know, read the about page, see who we are. Yep. Um, go and give us a message on the message board. Reach out to us. Start talking to us about coming to your church uh, to put on a, on a, on an event. Um, you'll enjoy it. Uh, I guarantee you, you'll smile more than once during the event. <laughs> I, I guarantee there's going to be a few times that you'll be smiling and wondering how crazy are these guys? <laughs> yeah, okay, they are a little bit, but it is it is infectious. Uh, and it is a good time. And I guarantee you'll learn something. You'll be impassioned. You'll be emboldened. Um, so reach out to us. Uh, give us a shot. Uh, bring us into your church, whether it's, you know, one uh, one church or if you got to uh, join up with some other churches, get us about 50 people in that in that uh, event. Uh, so that that register 50 or more, you know, we'll take on more and uh, bring us out. We'll do it on our dime. Yep. It doesn't it doesn't cost the church a thing. Now, I'm going to flip that over and I'm going to say for you listening out there. Yeah, you might not need to sit your church, but you have a desire to help with the ministry uh, and your desire comes in the, in, in the way of financial help, because there is a donate button on the website. We do take donations. We are uh, trying to build up so that we can go to more places and, and mm. put on more of these events. Right. Uh, they 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 don't cost nothing. Uh, and so we do need some uh, some assistance in that area. Just if you go click on the donate button, become a regular giver. Uh, give first at your church, first and foremost, at your Amen. local church. That's that's Amen. that's very important. Um, but you know, if you can, if you if it's in your heart and you can um, support the ministry, help us out. Click the donate button and and, and do that for us. Um, but otherwise, Brian, I think uh, that's my part right there. Yeah, I'm just going to I'm going to tag that in. I'll close this out. But, um, you know, the 50 thing, the 50 people thing, I know that's turned some pastors off like you might have a smaller church, man, if you're under 50, still call us, man, we just won't have a full team. Maybe just Jimmy and I come out or or Brad and, and Doug. Uh, we just won't fill the, the, the whole, you know, um, cause planes do cost money now a little bit more now than ever with gas, but, 
Um, if it's a smaller crowd, let us, let's talk through it. Um, maybe we could have one or two of us come out for it, but don't let, don't let it get in the way, man. If you have a heart, if the Lord is, is saying, Hey, I, I need some evangelism. We want to grow our church and, and we just don't want to put a sign out front and, and point people here. We want to go out in the community and share our faith and, and, you know, evangelize. And then once we, you know, uh, talk to them, then, then bring them in, um, that that's something we want to talk to you through. So don't let the numbers, we'll, we'll talk through it. Um, but yeah, just, just send us, um, information. Uh, there's a contact us there button and, uh, we'd love to talk to you. Uh, there's, there's different churches that merge with other churches. We can, we can come up with some strategies uh, to help you out. But, you know, our goal obviously is just to get people excited, uh, educate and equip, uh, to share their faith biblically. And, and we have a saying here, have a heart and go share your faith. <laughs>